0: the following knowledge at warden podcast is brought to you by vanguard offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their financial goals visit vanguard.com next week the federal reserve meets to decide whether to increase interest rates or to keep them unchanged but the picture on inflation looks very clearly unclear Today, the Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that the producer price index for finished goods fell by 1.3% in September. Much of this was driven by the drop in energy prices, which have seen the sharpest decline in nearly three years. So will the Fed's Open Market Committee keep rates steady or will there be an increase? Jeremy Siegel, a professor of finance at Wharton, spoke with my colleague, Steve Goliomi, senior editor of Knowledge at Wharton, and with me, Mukul Pandya, about this issue. Professor Siegel,
1: welcome. Happy to be here, Mukul. Uh,
0: Let's start with this issue of wholesale prices. The PPI fell by 1.3% in September, driven by the drop in energy prices. But core wholesale prices went up by 0.6% because of a recovery in the cars and light trucks business. Uh,
1: What do you make
0: of these mixed signals?
1: Well, clearly the market uh, was really upset about that core rate being up 6 tenths. That's what you look at, core, and uh, 2 tenths was expectation. So 6 tenths was really above there. Uh, I would tend to dismiss it um, and... uh, uh there's a number of, of reasons for that. Uh first of all that yes it was a rise in car and truck prices and they had fallen Uh, Quite a bit in the previous two months, and all it is is correcting what I think is a slightly faulty seasonal adjustment uh, that uh, the uh, the the bureau does in in the calculation of these. I I think that uh, uh, the fall of of core prices in the previous two months was too much, and I think the rise here was also too much. I would look at the average, and the average looks very very good. I mean, core prices are are still on on a year over year. A basis only about 1% ahead of, of a year ago. And uh, with the fall in energy prices, even uh, the non-core uh, prices are now only about a percent ahead. So I, I don't think this uh, at all uh, negatively impacts my, my outlook on inflation. OPEC has called, called an emergency meeting this week to
0: discuss production cutbacks and today oil has again gone above $60 a barrel. If OPEC goes forward and cuts oil production, could energy prices go up again just as winter hits?
1: <laughs> right. In fact, the very latest I just checked before coming down here is fallen below 60 again. It rises and falls. My, my feeling is that um, you know OPEC, if they work in a concerted effort, does have some influence, but I think it's often overemphasized. Uh, a lot has to do with Uh, the world demand that shifts and psychology that shifts and I think there has been a shift now in the psychology that energy prices are always going up. A lot of speculators that, that play in these markets that, that we quote all the time uh, are now beginning to take much more cautious positions. Um, and you don't see that relentless upward movement. Uh, in fact, energy funds are now way behind the stock market on a year-to-date uh, to basis uh, for the first time in, in a long time. Uh, so I think that caution is going to override what Whatever OPEC finally agrees to do one way or the other, I think deep down they don't mind prices not going down a little bit more. Again, they are worried about uh, uh, pushes for efficiency and pushes against oil as much as they're worried about the prices going down. So in a way, it might forestall action uh, by the, uh, the uh, users and importers of oil um, to, to try to cut back on demand.
0: Now, given what you said about inflation a little earlier, uh, what do you think is likely to happen at the uh, at the FOMC meeting next week? Uh, m- many people uh, that I've been reading say that they don't think interest rates will go up not only next week but possibly not until the end of the year. Do you agree with that? I agree
1: with that. My my feeling is is that. That, that barring some very unforeseen data, the Fed is on hold, uh, for, uh, the rest of the year. Uh, again, I'm not upset by today's data. Tomorrow we will get the consumer price index, um, again. But I, I think when the Fed looks at the fact that commodity prices are lower, we all, we've talked about housing, um, how much that is down, uh, the two bubbles that I've talked about, the housing commodity bubble, uh, bubbles have burst. Uh, this is very comforting to the Fed, uh, and the fact that I think uh, what we're going to get, uh, you know, in, in, in a week or so, the GDP for the third quarter is going to show very uh, a lot of weakness, maybe only 1 to 1.5% growth. Uh, that's going to keep the Fed basically on hold for the rest of the year. Hmm. You wrote in a report on October 11th that the minutes of the Fed's meeting in September were not as hawkish as early reports might have implied. What's your outlook on inflation for the next few months? Well, I think the outlook on overall inflation is is excellent just because of what we've seen in terms of the the energy prices going down. And we see it right away with gasoline, which has gone down dramatically. Uh, uh, heating oil is going down. Most importantly is a dramatic fall in natural gas for all those – uh, lucky uh, uh, homeowners uh, and renters that uh, that uh, heat with gas, uh, you're going to see prices uh, that are much lower than not only a year ago, but for several years. And I think the lower energy prices are eventually going to move into other uh, other goods. So my outlook on on uh, overall inflation is very favorable over the next several months.
0: Uh, You just referred to the bursting of the housing bubble along with the commodities bubble. Uh, Now, in an economy that seems to be definitely not tanking, as you have written in your reports, uh, housing seems to be a little bit of a sore spot right now. Uh, Why has residential demand fallen so much in the past few months? And do you think this is seasonal or is this something we should be worrying about?
1: As I say, I, I think housing, residential housing in particular, is going to be in for a hard landing. Uh, Prices just got way too inflated uh, and there was too much speculative uh, building and the number of homes for sale has risen to all time highs. It's just uh, striking when you take a look at some of these uh, figures. Uh, But most importantly, the psychology has shifted. And, uh, basically now the homeowner, uh, the prospective homeowner says, Hey, I can wait. I'm going to rent for a year or whatever and look for bargains. And, uh, you know, realtors I've talked to have said it's unbelievable to fall off in, in demand. Um, and so it's going to be a hard landing for residential housing. But, Commercial is still doing well. It hasn't really been overbuilt. Commercial building is still proceeding along. Industrial building is proceeding along, and uh, the rest of the economy is going. So a hard landing for housing, which uh, a month or two ago, everyone said, oh, my goodness, that's going to push us into uh, recession. A lot of people are saying, you know what? That is only one sector of the economy, and uh, there are other sectors that are doing quite well, and uh, that does not mean a recession by any means. Overall, what's your outlook on stocks for the next few weeks? Will the Dow cross 12,000 soon? Uh, it's very near. Uh, <laughs> today it took a little hit in the, in the morning and seems to be coming back. I think it is. Uh, and I, I think all the basic – uh, bullish factors uh, again. Um, we're going to get CPI tomorrow. A, a bad reading could put a few days dent in here. But basically, uh, if we keep commodity prices down, and we know housing prices are down, earnings are coming in dramatically well. And and this is something I mentioned before. And I, I repeat, if we do get GDP at one to one and a half percent, look at how earnings are coming in. It's going to be another double digit increase. This is most important. If firms can squeeze double digit increases in earnings. Year over year on a one percent increase in in GDP, that means they're doing something right, and that's really important for the equity market. And more importantly, in terms of the psychology, when you look at the major markets out there, do you want to invest in bonds? You know that are now yielding four percent, four and a half percent. Do you want to invest in real estate now? You know, do you want to invest in commodities now that looks like the, the peak at least short term has has passed, and people are saying, hey, you know what, uh, I may want to move into the Stock market, you're getting really a shift towards that asset class that I think is going to propel demand into the remaining part of this year and uh, make Dow 12,000 an easy target to exceed.
0: Well, that, that that's really interesting, and I I wonder what you think the effect all this will have on the congressional elections that are coming up in uh, on no, November seventh, I think. Uh, right. What do you think will be the economic and financial?
1: This, this is quite fascinating. You know, I think we're you know it used to be the economy stupid. Everyone thought that would drive it, but um, it it less and less. It's been the economy uh, driving uh, the results. Um, I, I mean, uh, the, the, you know, with uh, you know, unemployment down, uh, with inflation down, with gasoline prices down, with interest rates going down. Yes, people can complain that their housing price is not quite as buoyant as it was a few months ago, but basically the economic picture is, 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 is very, very good. Um, but, um, uh, it looks now those people who make mo- bet money and, and put money on, on these things, are now putting two to one that the House of Representatives will turn Democratic, um, and put on, uh, still think that the Senate will stay Republican. They're not sure, um, so uh, we're going to probably have a divided Congress at, at, at best, and and maybe even a Democratic Congress. Um, but we've learned during the Clinton administration that uh, that sort of deadlock is not necessarily bad for the markets. The greatest bull market in the '90s occurred. When uh, the Republicans held Congress and the Democrats held the presidency, it could be reverse uh, and the market says, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get through. Um, so, yes, there will be some changes, obviously. The Democrats win a real big w- victory. I expect a few days of reaction, but I personally think it's been pretty well already factored in, into the markets. Okay. Well, uh, all said. Uh, what advice do you have for investors? I say stick with stocks um, again and, and think globally, as i 've been saying for for the whole year um, uh, both the global markets and and the domestic markets for equity look look promising over the next uh, six to twelve months. Professor Siegel, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me For more information,
0: please visit our website at knowledge.